Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I love engaging with my audience with the Q&A and the polls. And I also love the fact that I can upload my video podcast on Spotify because I know my audience love watching it sometimes when they're traveling on their commute. I highly recommend you give it a try and you can download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. We assume that because you're beautiful and you're a model, that means you're a role model. And it's like a role model has nothing to do with what you look like. A role model has to do with how you influence people and hopefully for the better. Hi guys and welcome back to A Millennial Mind. Today I'm with one of the most beautiful people I've ever met. She shot for Vogue India, Boohoo, Sweaty Betty, JD and Nasty Girl. And so without further ado, I'd like to welcome Candice. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> We've recorded that intro about five times. Yeah, it was hard. You were laughing, I was laughing. I said like three <laughs> names, brands wrong. Just be laughing. So prepare for a lot of laughs. Prepare for a lot of laughs. So, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm actually so excited to finally do this with you because I feel we've planned it for like six months. We spoke like six half, a, <laughs> half a year ago, we decided we we're going to do this. Yes, let's do it next week. And then, yeah, yeah now here we are. Here we are. So, Candice, you're a model. Yes, I am. <laughs> do you want to talk us through how you kind of got into the industry? So when I was 16 years old, I was shopping for my college outfits. I just finished high school, so obviously nice. college was the next the big one. thing. And I went into New Look to go and buy some clothes. And I remember like in my peripheral, I could see like a stand, but I was just like, oh, it must be a book signing mm. in New Look. <laughs> and then end up walking and I could feel people like chasing after me, wait, wait, wait. And it was um, next management new look and now magazine they were doing a competition so they were like this was no like way. the next management representative she was like please can you like join our competition we think you'd be great for it blah blah blah, blah. And how tall are you at this point six foot so this so Candice is six foot I walked in and I was like oh my god you're so <laughs> your legs are as long as my entire body oh god yeah well yeah and I was this height so oh my god. you can imagine like some 16 year old bopping through the aisles <laughs> and they just spotted me um, and I was I really 
was not, I didn't want to do modelling. I wanted to be a primary school teacher. I wanted to have like, be like a head teacher and have my own school. That was my goal. You would laugh too much as a head teacher. Oh, just, You're not strict enough. Yo thing. It's too funny. Oh, I can be strict. But yeah, so then my friend persuaded me. I joined it. I won the yeah. competition. Ended up shooting like for New Look, shooting for Now Magazine. And then next signed me. So I did carry on going to college though. Okay. And then I finished college at 18. And then I moved to London at 18 to become oh my a model. Crazy. <laughs> so have you enjoyed modelling? Uh, yes and no. Um, it's definitely given me a life that I never would have had yeah. otherwise. I never would be able to be living in London on my own and yeah. going to these amazing places and meeting such amazing people. You know, I've met yeah. a lot of my idols through this work. Have you? Yeah. Who have you met? Gone. Not name job, but just people that I've really, really admired. Grown up watching or seeing and being like, oh wow. And, you know, yeah. so without this job, I never would have had that. I would have had a completely different life. So that's, you know, one reason why I love it and the money because it's not like <laughs> some money um, and, but I also don't haven't enjoyed it because of what like it's brought to what it's brought to light for me yeah. like, things about myself things about the industry um, and the way that people are treated within for the sure. industry it's just not I don't think it's acceptable to be honest and because it's a mod because it's modelling and if you're self-employed there is no protection there's no one there to be like no this is not okay I think, like, when you're classified as a model, people think you're just this elite human being. Yeah. So, from your perspective, it's they get given this bad status. Yeah. But I think also you get given this kind of, like, great status. You're this, like, great human being because you're good-looking. Your looks are something that are given to you. Yes. They're inherited. They're yeah. not something you've worked hard for. And, yes, you work hard to maintain your body and maintain your skin and everything else. Sometimes people just value you based on that. And it's yeah. often really difficult to find genuine people that are really interested in you or you get along with because they kind of have an alter... Like yeah have you found that yeah i think because i think like you've two, two things you said here like people automatically assume that because you're beautiful yeah. and you're a model that means you're a role model and a role model has nothing sure. to do with what you look like a role model has to do with how you influence people and hopefully for the better yeah and then also yeah people like like having judgments over you mm. like me and my friends nowadays don't even tell people that we're models we just lie we're just like yeah we're studying or we're doing this we never really? because straight away our model okay so either you know you're stupid you don't know what you're talking about or you know who who have you shot for? like who do you work for? like and it's questions that again are nothing to do with me as a job if someone exactly. you know if you met someone they said i don't know that they worked in the post office yeah like, oh, okay and then they'd come and ask them questions like yeah. that whereas this is like my Tell job me is me on that yeah, yeah. yeah. my job my like my job you. is me and that's it and to be honest being in the being in modeling it does end up being like that like you your work is you and that's why I don't think it's very healthy I think the first thing you said was so interesting about the role modeling so I think it's really sad how so many people are looking up to people who are models that edit their photos mm. that <laughs> talked about this so much that like edit their skin they just yeah. look so perfect all the time and it's just made people so self-conscious everyone now has lip fillers yeah. everyone now has a nose job yeah Everyone gets Botox now, and it's just so normal. Like, I really didn't think it was normal for people to have all of these things. Like, I genuinely thought it's something you see in movies, or, yeah. like, people only have in L.A., or, like, you know, I don't know. I just didn't think it was a normal thing, and yeah. it's become 
so common now for you to just look like everyone else so if you look on instagram and you go on that main page you know what is explore explore explore. (laughs) all i see is all these beautiful people who have size zero bodies with the most amazing curves i'm like wait how how did this happen why does your face look like it can chisel through a wall like why is your face so chiseled how are your cheekbones like that i don't get it so it's just really sad i think for younger people listening to this and younger people who look at things on instagram and think okay well this is what normal is yes and it's really discouraging for them to even admire themselves or you know look at themselves in the mirror and feel confident because yeah. they're just worried that they don't look like every other person no you're right i think like that also touches on like beauty standards because it used to be that your beauty standards came from advertisements magazines or what you saw on television and now your beauty standards are shown to you every single minute of every single day especially if you are an avid instagram user My you're not 100%. just seeing you when you look in the magazine you're not seeing you when you watch a film and like oh my god look at her I wish I looked like her it's like no my next door neighbour now has the, like you said the size zero waist with the big yeah. boobies and the big foot and the <laughs> massive lips and yeah. basically Kim Kardashian is everywhere literally and it's funny because yeah like Instagram model that has like definitely grown mm. and it's yeah but it's kind of sad I think but also we can't but then yeah I've definitely seen the benefits of yeah, I think, know, we're going yeah, down the Instagram room, but yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely great how the, the modelling industry has changed. So, like, I think you've been in it for a, a really long time. So, I guess when you probably started, it was all about being skinny and being really tall and being really gaunt. It's and so now it's different. It was because... The, so, with modelling, you have two two different types, which I think people get confused. You have high fashion or fashion modelling and yeah. commercial modelling. Yeah. And then there's other sub-brands from commercial. So, with fashion, that's when you see the girls who are so sickly ill and they do catwalks they do magazines mm. I've never done that so that's never been like I've never been pushed for that you always have two separate girls yeah. when it comes to agencies so I've been I've always been in commercial modeling and I'm very lucky because commercial modeling has never been a real um, issue with there's never they never really talk about your weight or your mm. size so I'm actually really lucky with that but I have friends who do high fashion and I yeah. see it and like it hasn't I don't think to be honest changed at all Really? No, not with high fashion, no. That's crazy. I feel like it's changed in terms of people are now more comfortable in their skin with being a size 10 or a size 12, you know? And I think that's also related to, like, probably Kim Kardashian's helped the world in that sense, in her one element. Um, (laughs) But, you know, it's people are happier that they have curves. And that is, you know, I was having this debate with my friend the other day, and she was like, what, do you really like skinny girls? And I was like, yeah, I think skinny girls are, like, what's my that's my ideal body yeah. type and she was like what like you look like a boy you have no boobs and no bum I'm like yeah I just I'm not into it it's yeah. just not for me yeah and I think so many people are more comfortable in their bodies and that's great yeah. and that's that's a good thing about the way the industry has changed yeah but I think the the negative effects of it are still definitely full in force yeah definitely and I think a lot of the times people mistake tokenism for things changing yeah. just because you have one person who is a size 12 or size 16 in a show it does not mean that the fashion industry thinks that that is a high beauty standard yeah it's just sure. a way for them to be like look yeah. i'm trying and i hate it that's, that's bullshit yeah, that's so true, actually. Yeah, I think it, it definitely works, especially on people, to think that okay, yeah, you've got one big girl, so yeah, you're... Oh my God, look, them yeah. all the time. They, they accept all body types. They don't. Like, they really don't. Unless it is a specific curved brand, which, of course, you know. Then they do. And even that has its own issues. So people think that plus-size modelling is all that, <laughs> and it's all about looking at... No, that, that also has its own issues, too, believe me. It's just about making money. Uh, and I think... Uh, 
like my friend, for example, she was a plus size model and she was criticized all the time for being too skinny. She always had to wear like fat pads and she was like, it was a lot of pressure on her because she's like, this is not my natural body type. Her natural body type is like size 10, size 12 and all size 12, size 14. That isn't represented really. It's not really, again, having the odd girl who does every single job with that body type does not mean that things are changing. You know what I mean? She struggled with it too and yeah. I think one thing people think if you're a model you're so secure yeah and you are really confident yeah and you get all these guys that are after you like one of my friends was like I want to go into modeling so I feel more confident in myself I get a boyfriend and I get to go to cool places and I was like okay you just will not get like any of those three maybe the cool places bit <laughs> like you're not gonna get a boyfriend because you're a model oh, and you're definitely down. not gonna wake up in the morning and be like oh, I'm so fit I'm a model yeah. like maybe maybe the first day and then it'll fade because I think when you do modeling so I've kind of gotten into it in the last year but it's been mainly commercial as you said and a lot of it has been bridal stuff because I can work that around my work schedule so I haven't really done that much like I've shot for a few things but really nothing that big and it's really hard I think to do it in that way because then you can't constantly feel when you're working full-time that you're missing out on opportunities like my agent always sends me stuff and I'm like shit I can't do that and you have to do a lot of free work to make sure that you're getting good brands on your side and you're getting the pictures and you're uploading on Instagram like every single day you need to make sure that you are constantly doing test shoots and constantly updating stuff and I think you have to invest a lot of time in it and I just really didn't love it enough to commit a lot of time to taking pictures every weekend and before work and after work like it just wasn't my passion but I still do like to dabble in it it's nice it's like good for extra money um and it does sometimes make you feel good for sure but I think when I did do it this summer I kind of realised that I felt more insecure and more uncomfortable with my body than I've ever felt before because, number one, modelling is one of the most loneliest jobs in the whole world. And I think people forget this, that you think that you're on a shoot with all these beautiful people and you're, like, dancing and you're, like, happy and you're eating and you think it's, like, the Victoria's Secret back back room, you know? It's just absolutely not. It's so lonely. You go to a shoot by yourself. You're at that shoot by yourself. You've got the makeup artist doing, doing your face. You've got the hair person doing your hair. You're on your phone the whole time. Yeah. What you're doing, you're browsing through Instagram. Yeah. You do your shoot, you come home by yourself. Yeah. I'm a homebody like yeah. you, like I'm sure by myself. So I'm like, I spent time with people all day. I just want to be a bit by myself. And then I've started to be like, shit, I'm actually getting really lonely. I'm really yeah. depressed. And I don't want to see people because I was already in that bad state. Yeah. And I think people don't understand that. They just see my stories of me going to all these amazing castings and meeting all these great people. And, and it is it is really great, but yeah. it is really lonely, and I think that side is definitely missed. No, it is for sure. And about the confidence thing, again, like there's a difference between having high self-esteem and having confidence. You can gain confidence in two seconds. Like, I could show someone how to gain confidence like that. <laughs> but your confidence doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have high self-esteem. And high self-esteem is there for when shit hits the fan, when you know, no. No matter what someone says to me, I know myself. Yeah. And that isn't created in modelling. No. someone going into set and being told that you look amazing you look beautiful yeah oh my god like everything looks great on you great I feel confident in that moment mm-hmm. but leaving set and dealing with life and feeling like I've got this and I'm secure and I know what I'm doing my self-esteem no my, I had to like that because of modeling probably wasn't developed quickly enough or well enough yeah. I have to like I've had to now on my own do that myself and then being lonely for sure like you're definitely right if you're not with a team that you gel with then you're definitely just on your yeah. own. But if you're a team, obviously, that like, you really enjoy being with, it's great, but again, it's for that day. It's for the day, it. yeah. Not it's not building. like you go into work every no. day and you see the same people every day. And I 
really love going into work and seeing people every day and yeah. being like, hey, how's it going? You like yeah. mix with the same people all the time. Exactly. With modeling, you'll see the same client maybe once a month. Yeah. It's really just not consistent. And I think going back to your point before about uh, the self-esteem thing, I think you can go to shoots and I've been to shoots and I think it was my second one where someone was like, oh my God, what is that on your face? And I was like, what? And they were like, your laugh lines are so bad. What? And I was like, what are laugh lines? And I would... I swear I didn't know what laugh lines were. And they were like, we're going to have to Photoshop that out. And I was like, That's oh, so God. Rude. And now I'd walk out. <laughs> if anyone's supposed to be like that, and I don't like, have time okay, for it. No. Brilliant. I'm this like, is, thanks a lot. But that's, but like, see what you said there. Like, this is what happens to, like, especially new models to get so 100%. much shit. Like, they just take so much shit because they're scared. Of course. You, especially if this is your whole, like, money making. Like, this is, if this is all your revenue. If you're yeah. going into this and you have to make money, you cannot. Be, you can't, you have to accept everything that's said to you. And I've, I've had things said to me, well, I've had to do things in the past. I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do this, but mm, needs to make money. And my age is going to be mad at me. So, yeah. so I hate that. Like, again, like modeling, just because you're in fashion, it doesn't mean you have to be rude and nasty. Yeah, 100%. Like you wouldn't say that to someone on the street. So why would you say that on set? And I think that what you're talking about being with an agent, for some people, it's really tough. Yeah. And when you're signed with, if you're a new model and you're signed with an agent, you just think you have to do absolutely everything they tell you. Everything they tell you. Drop you. Yeah. And that could, I've heard really bad horror stories from so many girls that have kind of gone from like abuse, both verbally and also physically. Like they don't want to do a shoot and they've had to do it naked or semi naked or they've touched them in an appropriate way and they can't say shit. It's really it's a big photographer. It's this, so it's that. Hundred percent. But I do think that's getting better because women are taught to be, I think, in in this day and age, a lot more braver and stronger and stand up for themselves. But definitely, girls who are young and they think modeling is the definition that makes them pretty, yeah. the definition of being cool, and they're going to go into an agency and they're going to be, be like, "I'll do whatever you want." Like, yeah. Don't. I, I just don't drop me. But it's, the issue is that models are signed young for a reason. Like they get signed at sixteen because it means that they are solely relying on their agent for everything. Yeah. If you signed a woman who's twenty five, she would not take the stuff that sixteen no. year old takes. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's why they do it. That's exactly why they do it. It's very hard for a model to get signed at twenty three, twenty four. And it's not yeah. because they will get jobs because you actually get better jobs. You get older it's because agents can't manipulate them and I got I, that's when I got signed at a much later age and I feel like I'm 10 steps back because I don't want to do free jobs I don't want to do jobs where I'm doing 1500 different outfit changes yeah. for the day and getting paid nothing yeah. like it's just really not about when you grow up you realise what's important and what isn't yeah. and that's what I think happened to me over summer I was just like why am I doing this it's really not making me feel happy I don't feel confident in myself I actually feel really insecure and I feel worse about myself because I'm constantly comparing myself my pictures that I've got from a shoot with what someone else looks like Uh, I then come home and I'm like oh I haven't edited it oh my god my caption is crap I'm not funny enough it's all these things that I think are just so on the face of it just not worth it you know it's not my happiness is more important to me and so I just don't do it now but it is it is really hard when someone messages you like hey do you want to come for a weekend a couple of hours you get this much it's like an easy thing to do exactly um but I do think that so many girls, when they're signed at a much younger age, find it difficult to say no. And so yeah. you're definitely so right in that. Yeah, they are. They find it really difficult to say no to the agents, to say no to things that are inappropriate on set, to say no to things that are not acceptable, like things that you never accept in a normal workplace. Yeah. And they get told, like, they have to do this or, yeah. Have you ever gone abroad? Yes. Oh, my God, How so did you find many it? times. Oh. Have you gone on stay or have you just gone abroad? I've gone on stay and I've gone abroad. So I went on stay twice. I've... For six months lived in South Africa and then for a year lived in LA. And did you like it? LA I hated. South Africa I loved. Really? South Africa, yeah. Oh, it feels like my second home. I miss Why it so much. Why did you hate much. LA? 
Because it's like living in Instagram 24-7. Yeah. It's like everyone is so fake. Like, really, they really are. And I'm not saying that everybody in LA is fake. Everybody in the industry and the people that I met Mm. were just so fake. I feel like it's all about taking pictures with with some people. It's just all about status and it's all about who you know and what bags you have. Like, before I moved to LA, I did not own one designer item because for me, the way I grew up, you you don't own designer things. That's Mm. like a waste of money. Now, all I see is designer things that I want. <laughs> and it's because you'd go into a restaurant and people would look at you and they'd judge you from what you're wearing. Oh, she doesn't have designer bags, she's not worth my time. And it was literally like that and you could sense that. Did and you feel the agents were like that? Um, not so much my agents, but my agents definitely had a lot more to say on my appearance yeah. than my London agents did. Really? Yeah. But it wasn't... To be honest, I didn't mind. It was definitely more the people there, not so much my agents at all my agents were actually yeah no I really enjoyed my LA agents I think a lot of people fear that when you go into modeling it's going to really impact your mental health so we've already talked about like the loneliness element the Instagram thing but I think dieting and fitness is like a really big thing um and if it's not your agent putting pressure on you it's the other girls that are looking down upon you like I've spoken to so many people and they're like yeah she's quite a big model she's a size eight and yeah. I'm like, oh my God, do you think I'm a big model then? Do you think like, I'm huge? And so many people value you based on your weight. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, you said things are changing, but I really, I think they're changing, like you said, on the outset. But yeah. internally, do you th- have you faced that? The issue with weight comes from like, okay, this model, it look, like this top model looks like this and my agent really likes her and it's because of this. It's like, we, we create our own issues. Like it's girls sure. who are creating these things in their heads like oh my god I have to be I have to be so skinny like my I have friends who are obsessed with their weight obsessed with it and it's frustrating because it's like you're killing yourself over here eating a salad every single day and that's it because for you to be that skinny for you to be able to see your abs or to see your ribs or to like have a a thigh gap or to have you know super skinny arms Mm. is your definition of making it and I asked I'm being happy I asked them once you've got that once you're that skinny what what what, what, what's that yeah like how are you gonna feel when your hair's falling out your period stopped how are you gonna feel then yeah but I need to I have to and their whole self-worth is based on their weight and that's, they create that for themselves. And your agent will push it. Other girls, because I've never had an issue with other models, ever, ever, ever. I've never really, like, had arguments with other girls. Like, it's quite like a, for me anyway, it's always been, like, a very, like, close Nice thing, yeah. yeah. But it depends, I suppose. I mean, because I, I just don't interact with people that I don't vibe with, do you know yeah. what I mean? I just, I'm not wasting my time. I don't care. <laughs> I literally don't care. Like, so, so the girls I've always, like, actually spoken to and stuff have always been so nice. But I still, yeah, I've seen the issues that, I've created about their weight having to be so small and so skinny or the opposite I have to have a big butt and skinny weight and big boobs yeah. and it's like that is not a real body no one has an hourglass figure naturally usually I think everyone's just trying to look like someone else yeah. and this is how I think it's so sad it's like we're never comfortable within our own selves because yeah. we're just trying to look at what other people are doing and we think that they're being successful yeah. they look beautiful they're getting that job okay so exactly what you just said for me to do all these things I need to get there. Yeah. And so people are going against what their natural body shape is like or yeah. what their natural flow is like. And so you're spending so much time investing in what you think is going to make you happy based on what someone else has done for themselves. And I think that's why we have this culture of like, our generation is so unhappy and so many people face these mental health issues. We have so much negative press about how millennials are constantly copying each other and yeah. no one is authentic anymore. Yeah. And I think that's the problem with Instagram is that I just thought everyone looks the same. Yeah. Like, 
Kim Kardashian uploaded this picture the other day with like three of her friends and I was like, wait, they literally all look yeah. exactly the same. We've all got Botox, your face is all up, I don't even know what the surgery is called. They've got fillers on fillers. their cheeks, they've got their eyebrows probably raised or their eyes, eyebrows plucked upwards. They've got, oh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But I think it's that, <laughs> well, the, the problem is, is that when you don't, when you don't look like this perfect person or when you don't edit your photos, people, you lose followers. Yeah. You know, I uploaded this picture once with, my face, honestly, was completely sunken in. My lips were, like, the size of my thighs. Yeah. And everyone was like, you don't look like that. I was like, yeah, I know. But if I upload this, yeah. I'm going to get three more jobs from it. Well, I did get three more jobs from oh, it. Wow. So, you know, you're kind of pressured into uploading pictures where you know it doesn't look like you. I always yeah. kind of make a snidey caption. Yeah. <laughs> like, not too snidey to piss them off, but, like, a little bit snidey because I just want people to know that's really not me yeah. and I think so many people don't do that so so many people will upload pictures where they've edited it massively and just expect people to know that people are going to think that's them yeah no it's interesting because I I don't I don't face tune any of my photos I won't I'm against it I will I'd like I will not edit my lips or my skin or anything like that because well that's because you have nice lips and skin <laughs> but when, no, when I was younger I did from when I was much yeah when I when I first like when because also I signed modeling before Instagram was a thing yeah so I remember like Instagram starting and like I just I would yeah because when I first found out about face shoot it was addictive it's like it's an oh addiction my god, it's and I was like editing this and editing that and oh my god I was finding that photo to look great I could just like pull my chin in and yeah. just like make my face look skinnier and then about two years ago um I made it like I was like right don't not doing it anymore deleted the app and then I like a few months ago I even put on my Instagram I said um by the way, I do not face tune. I do not condone face tuning. Yeah, and I lost so many followers. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's. I. I just think it's so crazy because people want to look at your Instagram and think, "Well, this is your life. You're going to all these amazing places. You're super happy." And the second you kind of post a bit of reality, people actually don't want to know. Think, I think it's like we should tell everyone. It should like we should expose what things are like. But actually, people want to believe this fairy tale. They yeah. don't. They don't like it when you say, "I don't face tune." I don't. Yeah, they want. I'm, I'm having a do. nightmare when I'm on stay because yeah. the, the model apartment is awful you know my agent is a horrible person like they just want to believe that you're living this like LA dream of like you're always in this nice cafe drinking iced coffee I think it's because it's easier to hate people when you know that their life isn't real so if you mm. say you look at a photo of someone you're like yeah she's edited them bitch Whereas I'm That's here, so like, true. I don't edit any of my photos and I tell the truth and, like, I'm ne- I don't lie on my Instagram. I don't pretend. I say when I'm upset. I say when I'm angry. Yeah. I say when I just, like, can't deal with shit. Because no, you're actually really real. It's important. You. Thanks. Because <laughs> I think it's important for people to realise that just because of what I do or what I look like, it doesn't mean that I'm not a real person. I don't have for real sure. feelings. And the definitely the editing of my face. I'm like, that's what I look like. Like, end of conversation. This is why I have to do this job. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, if you want me to edit my photos so you can then be horrible about what I look like that's your issue I don't care I go on Instagram I think this must shock people because I've spoken to someone else I checked and most days I'm on Instagram for about 10 minutes a day what? yeah should we have a look no you're not should we look? I'm not going to tell you mine so because I think people think that again because you're following on stuff that I'm like I do not like Instagram I don't follow people you're on Instagram 10 minutes a day I don't I don't, like, here we go. Where's my thing? If you go on your activity? Yeah. Okay, I've just done mine. Okay, Saturday, 12 minutes. Sunday, 46. Monday, <laughs> 8. Tuesday, 26. Wednesday, 6 minutes. Thursday, 18 minutes. And today, 7 minutes. Saturday, 1 hour, 1 minute. Sunday, 2 hours, 26 minutes. Monday, 1 hour. Tuesday, 55. That was low. Today, 45. God, oh, I think terrible. people think that I must... I just browse. 
I just, I just, I don't like the how I feel. I yeah. go on it to post do my work. Yeah. This is me. If you want to book me, here's what I think about the world. Yeah. How's my friends doing? Done. I don't care about some random girl in some random country about what mm. she's wearing. Mm. If that's what people want to follow me for, amazing. I'm happy. That's not who I am as a person because sure. I know how it makes me feel. I've been there addicted yeah. on my phone in the middle of the night just looking through like I felt I always felt unworthy I always felt like I wasn't doing enough yeah. and now all the constraints in my life and my people and that's so yeah, great and content <laughs> that's so great I think that's so inspiring I think people listening to that will be you know so amazed how you're so <laughs> confident and so you know strict about you know well this is what makes me happy and I'm gonna stick to that yeah what other things do you do for, like, self-love? Um, so my phone doesn't get turned... So I turn my phone on aeroplane mode at 8pm. Done. 8pm? Done. No Mine one can contact 10. me. No one can contact me. I don't what? care. My family don't care. emergency. <laughs> I'll deal with it in the morning. And it gets turned on in the morning when I'm ready. I need to feel ready to, like, deal. Because the minute you turn my phone on aeroplane mode, it's message, 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 email, email, email. I don't have any notifications for my Instagram. It's inside a folder on the Mine same is, page. Yeah. So you can't see it. But wait, what about if you get a job, like, the night before? No, does that not happen, happen to you? Okay. Doesn't happen. I'm not, again, I'm not a high fashion girl, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> They're the girls who are getting flown here and then everywhere for fashion week and this. Yeah. If a job tries to book me the night before, guess what? I'm not going. Mm. Because I'm not, I'm not here to be pulled left, right and centre. I'm not a mannequin. I'm a human. And it's really important for me to have my time to myself. And even my family and friends, they know, like, when my phone's off, it's because I don't want them to contact me. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're so much better than me I went away for a weekend last week and yeah. I just didn't use my phone for the weekend Maybe. and people were like oh my god my mum was calling me like you're really selfish how am I going to know you're okay you're <laughs> away. and I was like oh my god relax I'm with my friends like calm down yeah. and then I turned on my phone I just couldn't be bothered to reply to the messages yeah. I was like turning it on on Monday like oh for god's sake like, and this is the thing it stops you being addicted to your phone because 100%. I'm not because my phone is off for most of the night like it, yeah 8pm and I probably turn it on depending on what I'm doing if I'm mm. not going to Anything on my phone comes on about 12 p.m. If I have like if I'm yeah if I'm at home at 12 ish, I was like when I'm eating my lunch. But then if I'm have to go out and do stuff, it goes on whenever I need to leave the house. Yeah, I think I just because I work full time, my naturally I have like that bedtime routine, so you know, all the notifications turn off, so it's like 10 30, it's like 5 45. So, like, it does naturally come on because I always listen to a talk every morning. So I think one of the things that I do to make sure that I'm always positive and, you know, look after myself is listen to a motivational talk every morning. It just, like, wakes me up, pumps me up for the day. But I think it's really important, and I spoke about this in one of my other podcasts as well, it's about having rituals. And I think people miss that. And I think being a freelancer, it's really difficult to have rituals because you're literally one day here, next day there, travelling all the time. I've had a ritual now from 2018. Because my personality, I need to have a routine routine in place I need to yeah, have a ritual so I don't no matter where I am I do the same thing and I, this is a thing this is why I think people think like their phone is everything and it's not I have an iPad I have a laptop I don't need my phone for yeah. my alarm I don't need my phone to go on YouTube I don't need my phone to listen to stuff yeah to watch movies so I have yeah I have a ritual and I stick to it no matter where I go I just bring all my stuff with me especially like even with my skin or with like everything really yeah so with your skincare routine are you really strict at the moment yeah I used to be very strict right now because I'm having this like <laughs> if you want to know it's called <laughs> um, perioral perioral dermatitis basically inflammation right and so I have to do nothing with my skin except retinol so I just do that and that really? just like refreshes it but usually when I'm like in my skincare yes I do I am the everything. worst person with that so I would say four times out of seven days yeah. don't take my makeup off at night uh, I used to feel like this I'm though. just so tired I used I'm just to like, like oh I can't be bothered it'll be fine that's why it's important to do with the minute you get home 
yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my makeup looks nice today. Maybe I'll uh, go out for a bit or like, I don't know, I'll FaceTime someone so I want to look nice. <laughs> do you know <laughs> what I mean? Your skincare, your skin will be able to do that for I know, you. I know. It's so bad. So I think before we close this off, because it's just been so great, oh. there's one more thing I want to talk to you about and I guess it's dating in the modern <laughs> industry. Dating. Would you date a model? I have, and I would never again. Probably no offense, model, male models, male models are listening. <laughs> um, She's out, guys. <laughs> I'm done. It's just with male models, it's a different. It's a whole nother situation. Male mo- This is. It's the only industry where men get paid less than women. We yeah. are the top dog in this field as a woman. Number two social norms and gender roles as a woman you're from a child you've been told that you're beautiful you're pretty oh look mm. oh that's a really pretty dress your looks have always been a thing that have represented who you are as a 100%. boy not usually it's like look how strong he is oh my god he's so good at yeah. this and look at what you've built and it's just gender roles it's society not it's societal norms so when you get a, ma- a boy because they're usually 16 then all of a sudden all this tension's been put on them mm. and you're so beautiful you're so handsome it just changes them and they don't I just a lot of them don't know how to handle it and I just it's a personality that just clashes with me really so I just won't date my own models <laughs> I think someone told me previously that they felt so much pressure from their boyfriend because they were naturally quite skinny yeah. and their boyfriend wasn't and yeah. so they would be really strict about what times they were eating how much they'd go to the gym and it really impacted their relationship because being with someone who's so obsessed <sighs> with what they look like from either side, I think it's really tough. I yeah. think if you even date someone who's not a model and they're just completely obsessed with what they look like, yeah. I've got some friends like that. Not friends, I would say, people I know. Yeah. And sometimes you meet them and they're just obsessed with taking the picture in that yeah. restaurant or obsessed with you taking a picture of them walking into the restaurant or, like, putting the spaghetti into their mouth yeah. for that flipping boomerang. And it's like, what is your life about? How is this the purpose of it? And I think yeah. if you were constantly like that and it was constantly about what you look like, where you are, what you're doing, which I genuinely think half of society is like, yeah. I think dating somebody on that on a personal level and living with them and experiencing that day to day is really tough. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people say that, but that's really interesting because I know that people would just assume that if you're a model, you just would want to date a model. God, no. They're just It's just really difficult for me to like get to wrap my head around because just as a woman you're just used to things being about your appearance yeah. so when someone says you're beautiful or you look great you're like oh thank you end of conversation you said that to a guy mm. oh the ego just <laughs> takes over and it's fine and I get why it's not their fault like this yeah. we've created a society where you can't you're not meant to compliment men and you compliment women but it just means that they're like you said very insecure very self-conscious overly critical of like themselves and when you're overly critical of yourself you're overly critical of other people 100% so if you're judging yourself you're judging other people I just I don't I don't need that energy in my life <laughs> <laughs> I think what you're going what we just said as well about women you're, you're told from such a young age you're so beautiful you're so pretty but if you're not yeah you're you're also told that yeah and I think that's why modeling is so hard because it's amazing that you're all these amazing women are told every day they're so beautiful sometimes for things that they were bullied about in school so yeah, yeah. you know some people are sure. were bullied for you know like their bushy brows and now Cara Delevingne came about yeah. and it's like oh bushy brows yeah. there's a unibrow movement now yeah. women have like armpit hair yeah. and you know all these things are like buck teeth you know it's all these things you're appreciated for but I also think it's really hard for people who are not born with these genetics yeah. because then they're just looked at as not worthy or you know not 
a beautiful woman and I think women are valued for what they look like yeah. above all else above all else like 100%. yeah 100% if you if you look as if you are you know in society seen as beautiful you've made it you are going to be listened to usually more yeah. than someone who society doesn't deem as beautiful and it's unfair because those women usually because they've had to work so hard in their profession they are the smartest in the room they know the most they have the most to say and should be listened to yeah so I definitely oh yeah oh my god definitely my is that you know you really shouldn't be defined by what you look like because yeah. you just were given it hi everyone and thanks so much for listening to my second episode of this podcast i would love to hear your feedback so please email a millennial mind at hotmail.com with any feedback or questions around the show don't forget to like subscribe rate and share with your friends and family i really look forward to hearing from you and i'll catch you in the next podcast